weekend, and I was having such a good weekend. Here we go. It's it's pandemonium. It's pandemonium. Uh, if you if you are a human being and you're on planet Earth, you know what's going on. You know what's going on in El Paso. You know what's going on in Dayton, or you think you know what's going on. Every everyone has strong opinions about what's going on. I have purposefully uh, stepped away. Now watch. I'll t- I'll tweet something like as soon as we finish recording. <laughs> I've really tried to stay away from Twitter. I've really tried to stay away from Facebook. I don't like I don't like tweeting out of anger. I don't like uh, tweeting out of frustration. I don't like I just I, I want to I'm like most people. I want to live my life. Uh, I want some level of success and I want to have some fun. However, you you can't ignore the uh, 900 pound gorilla or the elephant in the room. We got the we got the the gimlet. We got the Liberty Gypsy live from uh, whatever crazy little village that her caravan has rolled up on. I know you have strong opinions about this. I just don't see how we can... I have strong I just don't see how we can do a show without talking about this. Now he, I he, don't think we can. What I'm gonna, I know. I know. It's, it's horrible. Uh, the, it, it's just such... Now, granted, this will this will come out tomorrow, so there'll be a little bit more time, and people can get distance from this. I've said this before. I've said it in videos on the YouTube channel. Uh, I've said it uh, on you know the Facebook. I don't like to w- when you're still in the middle of something. I don't like to draw conclusions, and I don't don't like to like well not draw conclusions, but just everyone's filled with righteous anger. And that is, uh, you don't, you're not, you're not going to have a good discussion that way. So there's so much crap going on on social media. At least we can, we can make some fun of those people. We can, we can point out the hypocrisy. We can point out uh, the lunacy of what's going on on Twitter. Uh, I, I think, I think uh, Jake Tapper to to watch. Uh, you know, and I'll be very interested to hear what what what's really get putting a bee in your bonnet. Uh, this afternoon to watch Jake Tapper and and like uh, Beto O'Rourke and Pete Buttigieg and all these guys they're just like instantly it's 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 white supremacist it's it's white supremacist Trump's a white supremacist it's the the, the facts are in that, that's what's driving me crazy um <clears throat> it, it's like their last ditch narrative and it's like they don't understand that I am done being called an istophobe. I'm I'm really done with it. I agree with absolutely no policies of any Democratic candidate that is on the stage. I will not vote for one, and you can't make me by calling me an istophobe. I'm over it. An istophobe? What's that? Racist, homophobe, Islamophobe, misogynist. Oh. You know, if you put an isterophobe on the end, you're a bad person. I'm yes. Not, I'm over it. I'm over it. These words have completely lost any meaning. They never had any meaning in my life because I don't view life through that lens. And these people will not make me do it. Yes. And it's it's very, very, it's it's disturbing. It's concerning. I'm I'm really trying to be like so measured right now. I really, really am. But just as a reminder uh, to our our dear and and gentle listeners, 
uh, who some of you, most of you, I don't know, a lot of you, you've you voted for Trump. You lean to the right. You believe in the Second Amendment. You you have you have guns. Uh, just this is a, this is a list, a little list. Uh, uh, Fort Hood, the Aurora Movie Theater, the Wisconsin uh, Sikh Temple. Sandy Hook, the Charleston Church, Chattanooga Recruiting Center, San Bernardino, Orlando Pulse Nightclub. These all happened under Obama. Mm -hmm. These all happened under his administration. And I don't remember uh, the right saying that, that, that Obama was the leader of some secret movement and he was quietly encouraging these. Uh, so, So to watch... It's it really. I'm just saying. It's just it's just very concerning. You know the uh, the the uh, the Pete Buttigieg's of the world and the Kamala Harris's of the world and the Beta O'Rourke's in the world. Just instantly. Uh, oh yeah, Trump. Well, he's obviously he's a white supremacist, and uh, you know. Oh, and that's, Cory Booker, it's just the worst. Well, it's uh, he did it too. Mm-hmm. And then Jake Tapper begs the question. Thank you, Jake. Thank you, Jake, for calming calming everything down. And, and what a freaking hero you are to come out and say to Cory Booker, so do you think Trump's a white nationalist? <laughs> what kind of freaking question is that? Yeah. And now, I, I and realize, I, Jake, I realize, Jake, that you allowed, you know, that town hall to get completely out of control when you had the man who was responsible, Sheriff Scott Israel, sitting on the stage but everybody decided to call Dana Lesh and Marco Rubio murderers instead. Some real yeah, objective freaking journalism in there. Just astounding. Yeah, that's that, that's that was jaw-dropping to me when, when Jake Tapper is like, we've invited all these uh, Republicans onto our show and they've all they've all refused. Boy, Gee. I wonder why. I wonder why, because the last people who showed up were almost the victims of a public lynching. Like, like it was a miracle that they didn't storm the stage. I'm going to try to find some kind. It's going to be dark humor, but I'm going to maybe in the hypocrisy we can. Uh, we the, can the hypocrisy is just is just insane. You know, you you can't say anything. You can't say anything about the squad because then you're putting them in danger. But there are people all over Twitter today basically blaming these situations on Dana Lesh personally and the NRA. So yes. if you have an NRA sticker on your car, you're responsible. And I and can't I, even imagine the security Dana's going to need for the next couple weeks. That, uh, it, it, it weighs, it weighs heavy, uh, on you. It, it, it does. I, I can't imagine. I received, I get, uh, I get like thinly veiled, uh, death threats for telling jokes. Yeah, I know. We're going on Fox and telling jokes uh, and and pointing out some silliness uh, on the on the side of the left. I can't imagine. I cannot imagine uh, what 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 Dana and and her husband are going through right now. You know. But here's the other thing. This is like, and I'm I'm not going to try to saying one set has it worse. Whatever, whatever. Uh, but look, you know who's got to be furious today? Like insanely, I would be so mad uh, if if one of my family members were, was the the victim of of gun violence in Chicago. That's mm-hmm. that's what like Chicago never stops. It never stops. There were stops. seven people shot in a park last night. 
they didn't all die, so it's not considered a mass shooting. But, uh, I'm, I'm, I might be speaking out of school. I think there were something like 12, 12 in but Chicago. Seven in, seven in one instance in a park. Right. It's, it's just, they got, it's, I'm, I'm laughing because it's so awkward and, and, and horrible, but it's just, uh, in, in Chicago, the numbers of, of people shot, it's like 1,500 this year. <laughs> and like no one, it, no one says a thing because it doesn't fit. Because no, it, doesn't it doesn't fit. It goes. It's it's like but one it's guy like the Fort Hood and the Aurora. One guy throws a rope around his own neck, goes and grabs a sandwich, and it becomes a national in- incident. <laughs> Stop the presses! Stop, Stop the, the presses. presses! He they, never even dropped the sandwich. He never did, and that's that's too. That's you got to go online and try to find that video. It's so great from the. The, the, the cops when they went to Jesse Smollett's house, oh and he's still God. he's walking around his house with the sandwich in his hand and the rope still around his neck. Just it's 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 hilarious. Okay, so well, can I uh, just say this before we end? Yes, you can. This is the hellscape that Twitter is, and I'd like to pat you on the back, Jack. We have a hundred and twelve thousand tweets about Trump's terrorists, and two hundred and seventy six thousand about white supremacist terrorism yeah they're both trending yeah it's that's it's so the, helpful jack it's this it's the scourge of the nation it's the scourge of the nation and this goes to it's funny in this someone someone way smarter than me pointed this out uh, you know, they always go, well, that's the algorithm. That's the algorithm. You know, it's the mathematics of it all. It's the mathematics of it all. Yeah. And then and then people write those algorithms. That, mm-hmm. that was like a, a, a duh moment to me. Because it's not like, it's not like uh, you know, Twitter will allow what they want to trend, trend. And Google will allow what they want to trend, trend. And it's like, who's manning that switch? And who's who's making those decisions that that should be concerning right. to everybody like i'm sure yeah i'm listen I'm, I'm sure today of all days after dayton and el paso that yeah it's it's got to be trending like mad and you can't you know what are you going to do however it's 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 when there's not a big event going on that's when that's when it really concerns me and in the in the google people and the facebook people uh you know, just going, oh, it's the algorithm. It's the algorithm. Well, who wrote that algorithm? Broham? Who wrote the... Here's Oh, here's a big event that happened while no one else uh, was looking. Ted Cruz uh, continues to, to march bravely forward with his fight against Google. And you'll be interested in this because we discussed it on the show, is that uh, Google enjoys uh, that uh, immunity from liability. Mm-hmm. Because they are a public forum. And someone from Google was just testifying in front of Cruz the other day. And, and they, they said, yeah, we're a public forum. So they, they, they might, if, if, if they get caught with their hand on the scales, uh, hopefully they will, use, they will lose that, uh, that, that uh, immunity from liability. Well, Dr. Epstein basically brought some empirical evidence that they absolutely put their hand on the scales, especially during elections. So I think what scares me is I don't think the government's qualified to insert themselves into Google's business model. Um, But I certainly think 
that if Dr. Epstein has a valid um, monitoring system, they should absolutely be monitored during the election. Um, but, you know, I, I, I'd kind of like to see people start talking about the groups that are trying to do things different. You have Brave Browser, which doesn't operate like Google. You have DuckDuckGo, which doesn't operate like Google. Um, you know, you've got other platforms out there that are now committing to use a different business model to do the same things that these big data companies are doing, and I think you got to give them a chance to get out there. Uh, yeah, and and I don't know. It'd be interesting. To, this is so dry. I apologize, you guys. It's so it's so dry. But I remember when I was a little kid, uh, they broke up AT and T, and it became insane. Like it was already insane to make a long distance phone call. Mm-hmm. And then it became like these companies. Like, do you remember MCI? Yup, Sprint. That's how Sprint got started. Remember having to have a phone card? A calling card? A... Yes, I do. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Like, but like, did the government back that? Did the government provide them with the money? Was there seed money provided to. Uh, oh, like, I, I, would... I don't think so. I think that was just free market. Like, hey, long distance is ridiculous. Let's do something about this. Yeah. I remember we could only we could only call my grandma like once a week, and by the time we got the phone cards with free calling after seven, <laughs> that started at some point, and then then we my yeah. mother called my grandmother every day. Oh my god! I can just remember being uh, just so insanely frustrated because that number on the card was so long, was <laughs> so long, and yep. if you. Missed hit one. Like the process of making a long distance call was insane. Was insane. But eventually the like carriers of your home phone had to respond. So they started giving you free long distance after 7 p.m. And on weekends. You know. Yeah. And then they invented this new thing. Which everyone, I guess, is okay. I'm not okay with it. But it happened uh, in, in like 2000 when I came out to Los Angeles. They started uh, inventing all these new area codes, right, to force you into making a long distance call, mm-hmm. even though it was even though it was literally across the street, right, five, and then five miles away, yeah, right, yeah, and then the, and then uh, AT and T's like, hey, we, the problem is we're running out of phone numbers. There's so many people using no, phones, and and, and, you, and then like mathematicians were chiming in, and it just fell on deaf ears. Mathematicians yeah, right? are like. There's no way they're even close. There's no way they're even close <laughs> right? to running out of phone numbers. But everybody just seemed like, okay, all right, well, yeah, sure. I live in, uh, I live in, uh, I live in Studio City. But yeah, that should be a, a long distance call for Pasadena. That should be a long distance call. It's not like interstate calling. So uh, yeah, I, I was just Can was I wondering. Just- if the government stepped in to help out MCI back in the day, MCI, you have that I'm was the, not... that was the other terrifying notification when you would like successfully call somebody and then the voice would come over. You have two minutes left. You're like ah, you had to recharge your card. Okay, go ahead. Right? Go ahead. No, and and I'll just say one phrase. Well, two phrases: AOL and MySpace. Yeah, what about- do, I, I mean, they're not really. MySpace is essentially gone. Do you know anybody that still uses it? 
I'm telling you what, I just did a stand-up bit about this the other day. I thought I talked about this on the show. I got an email from MySpace. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. I got an email from Maybe my, you did. MySpace I don't remember. A couple of weeks ago, and it was like having a ghost in the house. It was creepy. When I opened up my email, which is which I have. I still have an AOL email. It's wonderful. Right. And it's just it's just it's it's a I one size. I still have a hotmail. I mean, I've had it since so, like 1996 or something. So I yeah. can't really get rid of it. So I got an email from MySpace saying that that someone was just looking at my profile, and then I was like, "So it's creepy, right? It's like there's a ghost in the house." And then I'm thinking, I never shut it down. I just never went back. Right. It's just like I just left. It's like I had a really cool house a little house that was my space and I just kind of closed the door and walked away. Never, it never occurred to me that like, it's still there. So, uh, so ch- check this out. Uh, Justin Timberlake, uh, bought my space years ago. Right. And turned it into like a, a big music thing. And then I, I forget there's some huge right wing conspiracy here about some data files that were stored at MySpace. and MySpace right. just, uh, they, they got hacked. They got, you know, hacked, their security was breached, and they lost all of this music. They lost all of this music. And it's funny, but I've actually, I've actually taught, done, I'm working on a bit about this on stage, but like, I kind of want to go back to MySpace. I'm not even kidding you. MySpace was so much better. If you think of, no, so I'm not even kidding. MySpace Why was, was it better? so much better. I never was on it. So really? I no, I okay, never had a MySpace account. Oh, that's going to be the title of the podcast. It's, this is going to be the title of the podcast is going to be uh, uh, MySpace in El Paso. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But seriously, if you were never on MySpace, you missed it. You missed it. Okay, well, Facebook so, was fun back in the day. But here's the deal: with MySpace, you could pick out like wallpaper, like mm-hmm. the background. Like so, mm-hmm. so when people went to go see the the Liberty Liberty Gimlet's uh, MySpace page, you would have your own wallpaper set up. You would have pictures arranged of the, of just just the ones that you wanted people to see, and then if people right. were really good friends, they could get in and do like a deep dive and more photographs. You could mm-hmm. have music playing. So, like, let's say that you were going through, like, you were you were you had just rediscovered, you know, Zeppelin or you know whatever band it. You could have that playing. So, if I clicked on your profile, boom! It would like it's like this visual representation of who you, you are and what you know the kind of stuff you like. And it had all the same uh, bells and whistles. You know, you had the status updates, and here's where I'm going, and here's what I'm into. But it was a much more, like, tactile uh, experience. Like, I would love it. I would love it if people could go to uh, the the Loftus Party's Facebook page, and we had our own wallpaper. Come on. And then there was was music that, 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 like, people who... Who dig the the Loftus party are into and they're listening to? Holy moly! And not just every photo ever, but like, hey, here's the photos that we think are cool that we want you to see or something, whatever. It's yeah, they'd all be half dressed women. Here's what happened. I, <laughs> they would be. Oh my I know. gosh! Oh my gosh! Comic Con and cosplay. We know what would be there, Michael. 
I have, oh my gosh, you, I don't know if you guys are going to the site every day, but it's like, I'm, I'm discovering, this is going to make me sound so old, I'm discovering why Instagram is so damn popular, holy moly, that is a, a treasure trove of, of hotness and goodness, uh, but anyway, so uh, a buddy of mine, your first friend on MySpace, uh, I think was a guy named Tom. Uh, was he and, like Jack or or yeah. Duck? Was he like yeah. the guy who yeah. made it? Oh, okay. Yeah. So he, then, he he was friends with everybody. That's nice. Yeah, he was your first friend. You know, Tom. Okay. And it's, it was this guy like wearing a like a white shirt, and he's kind of looking over his shoulder at you, like, "Oh, hey, there you are." Uh, my buddy Chris, <laughs> who I started stand up with back in Columbus, he moved out to Los Angeles before me. Chris, very successful writer. Very funny guy. I really, I really like the dude. Actually, should I actually call him up? He was, he was legit friends with Tom in real life. Like those guys <laughs> hung out together. They golfed together. And Tom sold MySpace uh, at the, at the, at the very right time. At the mm-hmm. right before, right before Facebook came out. But it was definitely the superior platform. I couldn't believe Facebook was so lame to me. Well, here's, and then this is just a little bit more history on MySpace. Um, the it, it was so easily hackable. I don't think uh, the I don't think the guy who invented it, Tom, really knew how you know it was getting big. It was just growing by leaps and bounds. Right. And um, Dane Cook, uh, Dane Cook was one of the first dudes I had ever heard of who just totally just leveraged it because he was doing a lot of college time Mm -hmm. and college kids were all over MySpace like white on rice and just he this huge following on MySpace and like comedians quickly discovered that like oh this is important you know this social networking is important so I when I signed up with this management company they bragged about how what they could do in social media so they they legitimately to prove what this company, the social media, just to prove that they could do what they could, they could do, they're like, um, boom, we can flip a switch and we can give you 50,000 more friends on MySpace. And my first reaction was, yay, hooray. But then when I thought about it for a second, and this goes actually goes back to El Paso, you know, so something happens and you have this emotional reaction. And you're like, oh, okay, I understand. And then you take a step back and you think about it. And you're like, oh, I guess it's not so much. I'm like, what, what, what good is that going to do me? Like right. it, it, it'll look like I have a bunch of people there, but they're not actual fans. They don't actually give a crap that I'm doing stand up in Houston. They're not going to buy tickets to go see me in Denver. It's just a number. But there was every comic, every comic was just buying friends on on MySpace. Look, and it just got it got, it got out of hand. It got out of hand, and then it was like uh, the porn girls. It was like a, it was like a swarm of locusts. Just the porn girls were everywhere, and just every other friend request was just porn, porn, porn. Kind of like Twitter. Kind of like Twitter, and kind of like Facebook. Like Facebook is insane now. Like, well, I but guess, I mean, I think it's a lot harder um, to buy followers and friends on Facebook. Twitter, it's disgustingly easy. And I mean, for a while, I was getting a bunch of porn follows, which I just didn't understand at all. <laughs> Yeah, I don't get like, it. Like, what about my profile would make either. you think I'm into that? Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't. Uh, so, yeah, and it, it's still out there. You can you can buy views on YouTube. You can buy 
you know followers on Instagram, but what does it what does it mean if it's not real? What does it what does it mean? And uh, and I tell you, it's it's very funny, and I'll remind the audience of this. Like uh, Twitter is shenanigans, the shenanigans at uh, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube, uh, all the social media. It's it's almost comical to watch. See, here's the deal. I'm confident that like the people who listen to this show, the people who go to the loftusparty.com, it's the real deal. They're they 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 like what we're doing. They're they're they, you know, they got their fingers crossed. They want us to be successful. They're helping out on Patreon. You know, everybody's doing their bit because they believe that there's you know, still goodness in the world whatever. So I'm not going to go out and buy a bunch of you know, why would I why, why would I buy uh, a bunch of you know fake followers. It doesn't do anything. But I wish well, I never really understood it either. But you know, I like I was so awful on Twitter today. I picked up like seventy five followers. I'm sure they'll all be gone by morning. Oh, it's it's crazy. That's the shenanigans that I'm talking about. I'm, oh like, yeah, like I, I'm re I'm re following people that I have followed for years. It's crazy. Yep. I did I did uh, Fox and Friends. Uh, yesterday morning, mm-hmm. and picked up picked up at least a hundred new people on Twitter, and I'm like, okay, that's awesome. And then this morning, I have not tweeted. I have not tweeted. Half of them are gone. Yeah, it's like it's like what, what did I did I offend them? They, are they is that, is that what I'm supposed to believe that that a hundred new people? Saw me on uh, on on Fox News and like, uh oh, this guy's funny. I'm enjoying his take on politics. And then because because nothing happened because I didn't tweet for 12 hours, like, well, that's enough out of him. Uh, unfollow him right now, Madge. I've I've had yeah. I've had it with his nothing stance. Yeah, it's it's um, it's a little insane. I mean, I was stuck at one number within 50 or so for almost two years. I finally broke through thanks to the help of a friend, um, yeah. lit a bunny, and now I'm stuck yeah. at another number. It's too, uh, listen, it's I would stupid. talk about it on this show. I would talk about it on this show. It's, it's, I, I love it. It makes me feel good. Like I'm not crazy, right? <laughs> because I would like the Loftus party. Twitter account, we would get stuck. There'd be these magic numbers, these little magic numbers that they just won't let you get past no no matter what. And then because some outside influence, like I would would do a big stand-up show or I'd do something on Fox News uh, and there's such a tidal wave of new followers, they just kind of have to let you break through. Right. And it's like the the struggle on on Facebook. I remember thinking, we'll we'll never get to 5,000. We'll never get to 5,000. And then we get to five, and then boom, all of a sudden, magically, mystically, it's 10. Now we're up to like 11. But like, it's just, it's, it's I, I'm not going to get discouraged. It is tedious. It is mm-hmm. tedious. It's like having to deal with a bully, right? Who just like, you, you're going to school, you just want to learn, you just want to do your thing. And you know there's going to be some social media bully who's just going to smack you upside the head every day. And you know it's not really going to hurt. And you know, and you don't want to fight back. You know, if you fight back, then you're gone. Then they kick mm-hmm. you out of school. So it's like, yep, yep, you can. Yeah, I hope you feel like a big man. Look at that. Look how slow. Look how slow you made me go. Aren't you awesome? But it's just like I, I feel like I, I just want to be a glacier. 
right? I'll just be a glacier. I move slow, but I, I never stop. I'm just going to keep right. inching forward. I'm just going to keep inching forward. And there's some wonderful things on the horizon that will that will change and will and will bust through. But it's just just let you out to let you guys know. I see the comments on on YouTube, and it's, it's so it's wonderful when 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 people are like, man, this is like a criminally underfollowed channel. Like, why is this not? And the, it makes me feel good, but. I, there's it's 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 suppression and it's real and it's it's literally everyone I know it's literally everyone I know on the right which is to me I mean this is like you know tinfoil hat but that that's it's it's election meddling what they uh and this this leads me to my next thing well I mean they even deranked and demonetized Tim Pool he's certainly not right wing. He's mm-hmm. an independent journalist. They've deranked and demonetized a bunch of in- independent journalists. A few of his videos are still monetized here and there, but a lot of times they're not. Oh, it's it's too funny. Uh, the my last my last uh, four videos, and I, and I'll give credit to to YouTube on this one. Uh, I put the video up, and there's a there's a little program. You know that that that's run to see if any keywords are going to instantly have you demonetized, and you so you run that, and they go, "No, you're good. There's no demonetization warnings." And then I'll post the video, and literally an hour later, your video has been deemed not suitable for all, all advertisers. And yep. then you cl- click a button, and you ask them to manually review it, and then you. Usually within two days, they come back and they go, oh, okay, sorry about that. Yeah, I guess but we But then all your, all your view spike is, is over. You get the vast exactly. majority of your views in the first 24 to 48 hours. They know exactly what they're doing. I know. It's, it's like a game. It's like a game, but mm-hmm. I'll continue to play. You get, Okay, I'll do this, then you'll hit me upside the head, but then I'm, I'm still going to keep going. Did you hear about um, the meme thing? The voter like, ID one? Yeah. Yes. That's ridiculous. It wasn't a rude meme. It was talking about if we really want election security, we should implement voter ID and paper ballots as backup. Yes, yes. And people are being thrown off of Twitter for posting this meme. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. It's like it's like a uh, it's like a Monty Python skit. However, it's I I, I honestly think this. And, and you'd have a hard time convincing me I'm wrong. I, I really think that people at Google and, and the people in Silicon Valley, they're looking back at how Trump won and and the left can't meme. The left can't meme. And they just, just and they're I, gonna take that they're gonna take that that club out of our bag. I honestly think that they are absolutely blissfully unaware of their own biases in a lot of cases. It's like, it's such wonderful hypocrisy. But they just don't even see it. No. No, they don't. They just look at it, well, that's wrong, because they truly believe it's wrong. Exactly. And it's and not it's, just that it's not just that it's inaccurate or you know, I may differ in my opinion or what it no, you're wrong and this is a bad person. Exactly. It's it's all it's 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 a series of mini dictatorships that mm-hmm. lead up to the ultimate dictatorship which is socialism. And that's what uh, there was a Jordan Peterson did a video that like really clicked with me and that talking about it is the height of ego when people go, well that wasn't real socialism because what that implies is if I was running it it would do so much better. 
right? And that's what that's what Bernie Sanders is saying. He's like, well, Venezuela didn't work out, but if I was in charge, it'd be great. AOC, if I was in charge, it would be great. Well, now you're not talking. You're talking about a, a dictatorship, is what you're talking about. Well, first of all, they try to phrase it as democratic socialism, which has no meaning. If you right. think you are going to take other people's stuff on mass, other than at the end of a gun, you're insane. Yeah. You're just insane. Nobody's going to vote for you to take my stuff. They didn't Venezuela. Think they'll think you're going to take somebody else's stuff, right, and give it to me. You're not going to take my stuff. When the people who are voting this way figure out, no, no, they come and take your stuff too, it's going to be a problem. It's not just going to be the top tenth of one percent. I promise you. Yeah. But you know, I mean. Yes, everyone's taxes will go up. Yes, you will see. But the savings you're going to get, the savings you're going to get, are going to be so big. At least Bernie's not lying. The rest of them are lying. There were so Mm. many lies during that debate. Like I was literally just. We went on the air live afterwards, and oh boy, was I profane. We had to put the explicit tag on it. Yeah, some of yeah. Well, let's talk about some of the some of the ones that that, that stood out here. The, the, <laughs> the Cory Booker one. Tulsi oh, Gabbard, Clayton Kamala Harris on fire. Yeah, that was awesome. That was that was the best. That was the best. It's all but, but true. in terms of uh, that was just so fantastic. I was live streaming uh, the d- debate reaction with uh, with a buddy of mine. Uh, from Whiskey Politics and, and another buddy of mine. There's a bunch of us over there. And when Tulsi was going after Kamala Harris, it was like I likened it to to the game Mortal Kombat, mm-hmm. right? Mortal Kombat, you'd come up with a series of moves that your your opponent isn't ready for, and it's just you're landing every one. Boom, and it was, boom, boom. Oh, just body blow, body blow, body blow. Did you Kamala, see Kamala's face? She had no defense. She had, she had nothing. No defense. Nothing, because it's all true. And then when you're thinking, you're like, you're sitting there thinking, Tulsi, finish her. Finish. <laughs> well, no. Then Tulsi comes back with, she comes back and she goes, uh, she's got this whole, uh, President Trump supports Al-Qaeda. And you're like, what? <laughs> what? Why did you hit that button? Why would you, right? why would you hit that? Like, are the, the president who literally ran... <laughs> who literally, literally ran blew on? Up we got ISIS. tricked. Okay. Yes, he dropped yeah. the mother of all bombs. He destroyed ISIS. He ran on George Bush. Got us into a bad war. He's he's literally trying to close our bases. And people on both sides are like, don't, 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 don't. Listen, it, Trump's not the dude supporting Al Qaeda. Good lord, right. that was just such a that was a head scratcher. But you you were saying your friend said what? Oh no, he created a a little meme that was a certificate of death for. For Kamala Harris's presidential campaign, cause of death, Tulsi Gabbard, second debate. Oh, it's <laughs> like yeah, pretty much. The, the pretty other one much. that I couldn't that I couldn't get over uh, was was Cory Booker. That was a great one. That was a real just like what when he's like the reason Donald Trump is because the uh, between the black vote being suppressed and the Russians in Detroit, you're just like what are you talking? Dude, what are you talking about? Just complete and total madness. The the oh, but my the, favorite thing about the okay. whole thing is they're going after Joe Biden, right? Because they have to, because he's the front runner. You know who they're attacking by proxy? 
a young man by the name of Barry Obama. Yes, isn't it delicious? And that's what that's what I was saying yesterday on Fox News. I'm saying that was that's probably because we were talking about the most cringeworthy moments, the most cringeworthy moments. And I'm like, the most cringeworthy moment for me didn't even happen on screen. It happened at the the Obama household because you know he was watching. You know he was watching, and every other question is like about his failed policies. Yeah, it's and like they just, just took be his... sitting there going, "Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me?" Took his legacy and like shred. I mean, yeah, like the only yeah. person he could legitimately endorse now is Joe Biden. Everybody else torched him. Well, and then and then poor Joe Biden. That was the other like super cringeworthy moment for me. Is like that poor guy, he showed me everything in that moment at the end because you went down the line of Democrat after Democrat after Democrat. So if you if you want to help me, go to buildablasio.com and blah, 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 blah. If you want to help me, go to tulsigabbard.com, blah, 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 blah. And, and, and Joe was supposed to pimp his, uh, a text message. He was supposed to say, yep. so if you want to support me, text 3030 to Joe, whatever. And, and because he was so he, – he's not, he's not a young man anymore. And he was so swayed by that, he, he could not – and they, they practiced those closing statements. They practiced those. So in the heat of the moment, of just that, that little bit of pressure, he caved – he just folded like a deck chair. They're all saying dot com. They're all saying I should do that too. And, and that, that was just like – he talk about it, unfit. Like if, if he's going to fold under that kind of pressure – how can you expect him to negotiate with any foreign entity that means us ill? I don't think he'll be able to stay focused. He can't stay focused to say to say text it. It was it was bad. It was really bad. No, I, I there were so many the, the lies about the healthcare industry and insurance companies, and and this is just one of those things where you just know too much stuff. Right. Yeah. I mean, they yeah. were just outright lies. If you're on an employer-based plan and or a union plan, right? Those yeah. plans are what we call self-insured. So the union or the company actually pays the claims. The only money the insurance company makes is in administrative fees. Yeah. They're not denying claims to increase their own profits. Yeah, and then and then I really it really was like chilling to me. Very, very chilling when all these guys like, and then we'll decide how much money the pharmaceutical companies can make. We'll decide. We will set the price. And and I'm like, so let's just that's stop terrifying. making drug. Let's let's just stop making drug advances. That sounds great because you know the only other country that really does that it's Israel. <laughs> yeah, all the new drugs come out of Israel or the United States. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, th- that ain't the answer. And the, and the thing that like no one uh, seems to talk about with like, so the you, you you break your leg or something happens, you go to the hospital, and then the hospital just says, okay, that'll be two hundred and fifty thousand dollars, and you never get an itemized bill. That's what I would no, like. I think that I, th- I honestly think that would make a big difference if you could itemize the billing. How much is it? to get this scan how much is it for that bandage how much is it and then if you could make that public then the next time you get sick you could go to a hospital that's like hey we don't we don't charge you know a thousand dollars for a saline drip 
we only charge $50 for a saline drip. And then you would go to that hospital, you know, just like, just well, like provided a they did a good job, provided they weren't like Mick hospital. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. But you would, yeah. but, but I mean, that's, that's all. So if you have government paid healthcare and this happens to some degree with insurance companies, the reason they don't just have a price list is because Blue Cross Blue Shield comes in and negotiates one rate for this stuff. Aetna comes in and negotiates another rate for this stuff, and they all have leverage based on their number of subscribers, right? And then Medicare and Medicaid come in and negotiate their stuff, right? So it's not just one price list. It never has been. Um, But the problem, you know, you don't have this so much in private plans anymore because most people have an 80-20 copay or a deductible, right? You actually see what you're paying for your medical care to some extent. Um, but if you have the government pay for everything, it's the third it's the third party payer problem. Kind of like when everybody had an HMO and you used to pay yeah. $250 to go to the emergency room no matter what you had done. Like yeah. literally, you could have an ear infection or you could end up with open heart surgery and that ER visit is only going to cost you $250. Nobody knew what anything cost and prices went through the roof yeah and then and then when you whenever you have the government footing the bill it's amazing how expensive everything gets it's amazing Mm -hmm. because it because people perceive it as this bottomless pit of money 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 that's like you you look at the you know nasa and their you know their twenty five thousand dollar you know screwdrivers and whatever and you look at it's it's that's always the way If, if people honestly think that like oh the government will pay for it well, first of all, it's your money, and second of all, it's the, the prices will go through the roof. The prices will go through the roof, and then you'll have the government step in, and then they'll say, well, this is amount, the amount of mo- money you're allowed to charge for that, and then they'll go, wow, we did that in this sector. Let's do it in that sector, too, mm-hmm. and then they'll just put the clamp down on greed as they want to define greed, and then it's the end of our society. It's not – it's not a slippery slope anymore. We are on the slope, and we are sliding. It is super, uh, super crazy. And when you see these, when you see these candidates on stage, just like, just saying this so cavalierly, they're just saying it so cavalierly. It's 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 funny and terrifying all at the same moment, all at the same moment. Well, which leads. Go ahead. Um, you can lead wherever you want because I just saw something about the first human monkey chimera. Oh uh, yeah! Uh, I Did th- you see that? It, it might it might be chimera, but uh, chimera. I don't know how it's pronounced, but they're basically yeah. mixing human and monkey cells together. They did it. They did. Yeah, they it. did I, it. And thankfully, they it's it, they aborted it. They didn't let it develop. But yeah, they can do it. I don't know what their reasoning was for they're doing saying, it. Well, they're saying that they want to be able. to there's a shortage of organs for transplant. So they think that they can actually grow organs inside the animals. Yeah. To, well, this to give to the humans. So, I mean, you're going to kill the animal. I, I, I mean, that has this is human, one of the reasons. Oh my God, this is terrible. This is one of the reasons I enjoy science fiction. It really is because science fiction authors, they think about this kind of stuff and they've been calling it. Uh, they've been calling it accurately for years and years and years. Do you remember the movie The Island with Ewan McGregor? No, 
never saw it. It was a sci- it was a science fiction movie. I think I think it was based on a short story or a novel of some kind. It's these people who uh, live on an island, uh, and then if you're you're lucky enough uh, and you do everything right, you know you get to go live in paradise, and you get a, a, a you get a ticket for the boat ride that takes you to paradise. Uh, and you and McGregor falls in love with this girl. Uh, and I think she gets she gets the winning ticket. He wants to go with her. He's going to go on the boat ride, and then he discovers there is no boat ride. Uh, it's a death camp, and what they are on the island is they're all uh, clones. And the, what you do if you're rich enough and you're on the mainland, you clone yourself so you can have an organ donor. And when you when your body starts to finally fail, you just uh, call up the island like, "Hey, tell me won the lottery." put them on the air quote boat and just harvest the organs that I need. So that's all they were. They were just like living on a, on an, or, on an organ farm. It's like, that's like, Ew. it's planet of the, seriously, it's planet of the apes. Can you imagine like if, so if China, whoever these scientists are, they go forward and they start making these half man, half monkeys and they're just raising them for their organs. And then one of them will call him Caesar for lack of a better name realizes, Holy crap. This we're is problematic. Just, we're just we're just organ donors. Then they get all their little half pe- people, half monkey friends together, and they start a war. And then you've got a battle for Planet of the Apes. It's just oh my goodness. It's not. It's not. Listen, H.G. Wells, my man, H.G. Wells, uh, War of the Worlds, the Time Machine, that guy. A big time uh, futurist and would would give a lot of thought to this. He was very depressed at the end. He was very depressed at the end because he saw this technology. He saw computers on the horizon. He it was it was all hypothetical to to him mm-hmm. back in the day. But he saw it, and he's like, "There is uh, there's no way around this. There's no way around it. There's no way under. It really there's, isn't. No, there's no way over." Technology will be our undoing. It will be our undoing, and that's like I always well, go on about the, the AI and the robots the and robots. all this stuff. Yeah. Don't well, do that. <laughs> don't, don't do that. Scientists have a have a long and and rich tradition of not following the rules. You get the scientific community gets together and they go, "Okay, we all have to be cool." And then one scientist in the middle of nowhere makes a mistake. And they unleash the mistake, and there's nothing they can do except for say, I'm sorry. That's how we got killer bees. That's how we got killer bees. Somebody started studying African bees because they were really tough. They were really hardy. They were really good fighters, and you know they could withstand all these horrible elements. And everybody's like, okay, that's great. You can study African bees, but they're not allowed to leave Africa. And everybody was like, okay. Well, some scientist is like, you know what? I'm going to take this one colony to South America. Because it's going to be easier for me. I just won't tell anybody. And then the bees got loose. And then it's like, sorry, everybody. <laughs> hey, don't you remember, you like, do. in, don't you remember, in, like, the weekly reader when we were kids, how we were all going to die from killer bees, killer bees and acid rain? It was terrifying. It was terrifying. <laughs> yeah, I know. There were movies about killer bees and all that stuff. But like, I'm just... deathly afraid of bees anyway. So didn't help me as a child at all. Oh, that's it's so creepy. It's so alien if you think about it. Like when the bee stings you, it leaves the stinger behind and that uh, pulsing uh, muscle of poison, the poison sack, and it just keeps going even after the, the. Oh, it's just creepy. That's no, right got, out of. I got stung that's right by out of like, alien. I stung like got stung by like twenty wasps when I was a little kid. I got I Ooh. stepped on a ground nest when we were picking raspberries and stuff, and yeah, I came home with them still stuck to me. My mother dumped my little self into a 
bathtub full of baking soda and water. Yeah, it was not Oof. fun. So if that I is... even I, I do I literally I legit this is like you know forty years later and I still do the bee dance whenever there's one around. So I don't. Yeah. I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like getting stung. However, I have as much as science fiction uh, scares me and like AI and robots and all that stuff. The only answer for me is more science fiction. Like I am, I'm not lying when I say I am so rooting for Elon Musk. It's stupid. Like I want that dude to be successful so bad. Like we need to get on the moon like yesterday. We need to get on Mars like yesterday. Yeah, but and our seriously, problems start... are just going to follow us there. That's fine, but listen, we need that we need that spirit of exploration. We need to keep going. America, and this is another like stand-up bit that I'm working on. So, I apologize it for it not being fully formed. Uh, but like this country was founded on the, the rules in Europe. The rules in Europe are so bad, we got to get out of here and do our own thing. So a bunch of people uh, left Europe, and long story short, they came to America, uh, and then they settled it. And, and then because in the East, and because of civilization, and the rules were getting so much, so, so bad, and it was too much, that a lot of people were like, you know what, I don't want to live here anymore. I want more freedom. I'm going to start heading West. And so now we're out of real estate. We're out of real estate. There's, there's very, I think maybe you could, you could maybe go to Alaska now. That might be it. And that's tough, man. That's tough living. Uh, But there's nowhere left to expand to, to go, you know what? This is crap. I just want out. I'm, I I would literally rather be on my own. I would literally rather be on my own. And that might be part of like why we have a big homeless problem too, because there's, there's been homeless people since there's been civilization. We used to just go live up in caves. Right, even in the Bible days, people who just checked out of society, like I do not dig Rome. I'm, I would rather live in a cave. But so that, that's what my overall point. There's a there's a comedy bit in there somewhere. I got to find it. Uh, but like, just <laughs> we got to go to the moon just right. for more stuff, so that people can go. Oh man, uh, you know, you know, life in life in Los Angeles is too much. I'm gonna go live on the moon, and then you'll have like Neil Armstrong City or something up there. And they'll be like, man, I cannot handle living in Neil Armstrong City anymore. I'm going to Mars. And then hopefully we'll go on to like Europa and the moons of Jupiter. And then the benefit, the side benefit is if some wingnut uh, in Iran does go bonkers or if North Korea does go bonkers, you'll still have pockets of humanity uh, left on other planets that they can go, okay, well... The Earth is ruined. We have to live up here on our own for the next couple hundred years before it's safe enough to go back. And there's your movie. There's your movie. The people who have to come back to America. Ooh, and you know what happens? The half people, half monkeys got loose. And they're running. Well, that's Planet of the Apes. Damn it. That literally is Planet of the Apes. But it's, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's gloom and doom. You gotta find your joy where you can where you, where you can get it. You gotta carve out your little pockets of happiness, and that's really that's what I'm trying to do with uh, with the website. It's it's literally you, you just gotta find your joy where you can grab it. I put up a song the other day, and I want to encourage people to do this. Uh, put up music that you like. And this and this actually goes back to the whole MySpace of it all. It's like there's this band. 
uh, Spoon. I don't think I don't think many people have heard of them. And talk about a criminally underrated band. These guys uh, just like just great song after great song after great song. And I just found another one that they had, but it's from like 2017. It's like how I'm, I'm like I'm years behind when it comes to new music. So I just posted the video uh, of it on the website, and I'm encouraging people. Hey, if there's something that you dig, I want to help. I want to help out small bands. Small, these guys are in the same boat that I am. They're in the same boat. Like as a, as a, if if you're in a successful band now, you're the only way to make money is on the road, you know, and by touring. So at least I can try to turn people on to them. If you know, if you know a small band, put it put it up on the website. You guys sign in and do that thing. And then uh, I love I love supporting stuff like that. I mean, Spoon is uh, they're, they're bigger than most, but I'm going to try to help them out. And just like the guy with the uh, the Trump 2020 uh, pouches dot com, go check out that video. I finally made a video for that, and I got a link. You can get a Trump 2020 pouch. I haven't pimped that at all this show. These things are amazing. I'm really happy with this. If you have a gun safe, one of the they make these little bricks. Out of uh, it's it's clay, it's salt, it's uh, pulverized uh, corn cob, uh, and a, and a little bit of soap to give it like a, a fresh scent. But one of these things does like sixty cubic feet. If you have a gun safe or I don't know whatever, it just takes the moisture right out of the air. It's fantastic. Trump twenty twenty pouches dot com. So I want to help those guys out. I want to help Spoon out. I've been posting some amazing. Uh, pictures. Oh my goodness. The list just goes on and on and on. I like the Instagram. I like the... Are you are you even on Instagram? No. Really? I have no reason to be on Instagram. Other than that's it's where everything's happening. It's... Uh, it's, it's like... Actually, there was a study out recently about how bad Instagram is for teenage girls. Well, it's it's not uh, uh, it's not reality. That's for sure, and that's yeah, that's the thing I think that's, that's hard your frontal, for people. Till your frontal lobe's fully developed, you may not realize that. Yeah, that, <laughs> you know. I remember a couple of years ago there was a girl, uh, an Australian girl, just beautiful, uh, and she had a huge Instagram following, just ginormous. And then she she put up a, a video tearfully admitting that it was all a lie. It was all a fake. She's like, these, these, these aren't even my swimsuits. I'm paid to wear these swimsuits. And this isn't a vacation. I'm paid to go to these resorts. And I just don't have a, a body like this. I, I work out. I have a trainer who's paid to make me. She's stuck. And she was, you know, putting up the warning that, like, none of this is real. None of this is real. It's all fake. And, and, and but I think that girl, she's just gone now. She's just gone, and Instagram just marches merrily on. It's gotta be. It's gotta be horrible for for girls like uh, self esteem. It's just gotta be. It's gotta be horrible. I look at I look at people's lives, people I know, and it, it makes me like like green with envy. But like, uh, what are you gonna do? I mean, they're 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 super wealthy, and they do have fantastic lives. That that's the one that really hurts <laughs> when it's. Friends of yours on Instagram, and you know they're not lying, <laughs> right? It's the one where you're like, hmm. Hmm. yeah. I was, I was lucky enough to be. I mean, uh, honestly, introduced to Jennifer Tilly 
years ago, back before my buddy Sam passed away, and Jennifer and he were, you know, they had been married and divorced, but it was a good divorce, whatever. And she's just, she's, she's just this awesome chick. She's just an and like I made the mistake of following her on Instagram, and she she like literally like hangs out with fashion designers, and she's a great poker player, and she's going to Vegas, and she's winning gobs of money in poker tournaments, and then going to hang out in the south of France for Fashion Week, and it's like I got I gotta unfollow you, I gotta your life is so awesome, it it hurts me, it hurts you. It does. It's like she's she, she's just her life is one huge, grand, seemingly wonderful adventure uh, of just wonderful thing. If she's not going to some fashion thing, she's hanging out in New York doing some other wonderful thing, eating the best food, hanging out with the most beautiful, interesting people, and then she'll go play in a poker tournament and she's winning gobs of money. And then her her boyfriend is also a professional poker player, and he's it's just it's just it's too much. I had to unfollow. I had to unfollow. Damn you, Jennifer. And then she's a wonderful person. That's the other thing. She's like, she's sincerely a really nice person and a lot of fun. Uh, Whatever. But yeah, Instagram is full of uh, fakes and phonies and frauds. For the most part. 90%, I would say. Well, like any of my friends that are on Instagram take pictures of their gardens and their grandkids and stuff like that. So yeah, I I see all that on Facebook. Yeah, and that's the other thing that like... (laughs) Like with with Instagram, I'm I'm always I'm always like like what is Instagram worthy, right? Like I don't want to like I put what a thing is on there Instagram last night. Instagram worthy, Seriously. whatever you want to put there. It's kind of like your wallpaper on MySpace. It's all about you. Well, well, no, the wallpaper on MySpace. You like you would select that. Like this is this is saying something, and I'm I'm like so like I well, was your uh, picture should say something when you post it on Instagram. Exactly. So what is Instagram worthy? Like last night I did two shows at Comedy and Magic Club and like between the show between shows I went up on the roof uh, where the parking structure is and it was a beautiful sunset and the ocean's in the background and I'm like, "Ugh, this is going to seem like such an egotistical thing. It seems like such a but like I took a selfie <laughs> with the ocean in the background and I tried to get the sunset whatever and I'm like just hanging out between shows. <laughs> It just, it seemed icky, but, like, people liked it. <laughs> they liked it. So I'm like, all right, I'll post it. There you go. And then, and then it's like, uh, I don't want to, I don't want to come across as, like, braggy or whatever, but, like, uh, recently I went to New York, and, and it was one of the great things is, like, you know, Fox flew me out, and they put me up in this really nice hotel, and it's, uh, I was going to post a picture of this, of this little you know, spot that I was at because it actually had, there was actually, there was a bar across the street from where I was staying that actually has, it's a, it's a very nice memory for me. And it harkens back to the days of yore, but I'm like, eh, I just don't want to, I'm just, ugh. you know, I'm in New York and I post a picture of the bar and it's a wonderful New York. It just seems kind of, I don't know. I, I can never figure out what's Instagram worthy. And then I, you know, I don't want it all to be selfies and stuff, but like, I, there is some interesting stuff. There was this, I'll tell you the, the thing right now. Years ago, I was uh, going to do stand up in Iceland. It was myself and this guy, Pablo Francisco. We flew from LA and then we had a layover in New York and we went to this, uh, this little Irish bar pretty close to Times Square. 
And it was one of those things where it was talk about your lost weekends. Just a, just a just a haze, just a, a booze a booze fueled haze. And then it was just so crazy, like checking into this hotel in New York a couple weeks ago, and I'm like I'm like oh, that's it, that's the place. I thought it was from a dream, <laughs> and it was real. But I didn't post the picture. I didn't. You didn't post, post the picture. Just no. post the pictures. I maybe maybe I will. Maybe I will. I think you just I think you just gotta like go be a little more daring in your picture posting on Instagram and just get over the hump. It's too funny. Well, that's too funny that you should say this. But like I've I realized this. Like I do two things. There's two things that I and I'm really like I'm kinda holding firm to this. There's uh Ta Ta Tuesdays, which is which is just a celebration of boobs. Uh and then there's there's a uh, Saturday booty. Now, here's what I did. So every Saturday, there's always going to be like a booty shot. And then it occurred to me, because <laughs> I do this, like, I'm normally on Fox and Friends on Saturday mornings, and I get a big a big bump in the Twitter followers. And then, like, the first tweet they see, <laughs> the first tweet they see out of me is a is a is a picture of some girl's butt on Saturday night. So I thought, well, maybe that's why, <laughs> like half the people disappear. So I didn't do it this week. I didn't do it. I didn't, and you still I, lost half the people. Yep, yep. Yep. And that's no, it's and that's a Twitter I, thing. It's yeah. a Twitter thing. Which was a happy sad result, you know. I'm like, oh. <laughs> so my people actually like the butts, but Twitter's still gonna take my people, right? B- butts, boobs, or not, they're still gonna take away my people. Right. So, uh, hey, so that's good news. If you're enjoying the 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 the, the butts, boobs, and in political comedy, stick Follow around them again. Come back. Follow Come them again. Back, Come everybody. back. Uh, it was a great show, you guys. Uh, make sure you you go get get one of your uh, go to Trump Trump 2020 pouches. And make sure you use code word MAGA. Uh, you're going to save some money. They're going to give you an extra one. Uh, it's a, it and it's actually a legit great product. Go to the website, make uh, make an account, post post a video of a band you like or something you like. Keep it positive, keep it upbeat. I don't care what you're into. Oh my gosh, I've got I heard a great local band. Kid looks just like Bradley Cooper, oh, and he can sing. That's great. That's yeah. great. I found a uh, somebody. It, it's the one year anniversary of. There was this kid. This is how out of touch I am. Mac Miller, uh, rapper kid who killed himself and he used to be with uh ariana grande and everybody like somebody actually and i'll be i'm just completely ignorant i had never heard of any of his stuff and uh somebody on twitter it's the one year anniversary of his his last album before he died they they posted a video of one of his songs and i'm like oh my gosh I gotta check this kid out because it's actually I dig it. It's kind of like G Love and Special Sauce, so I might I might put some Mac Miller up on the uh, the website later because we shouldn't prejudge. We shouldn't prejudge. Nope. But jump in, you guys. Uh, make an account because uh, it's all it's all slowly moving towards uh, just the website. Uh, if if you want to for the comments and the interactions, I'm gonna keep moving it more and more towards the website. You guys are fantastic. Next week's gonna be a big week. I'm going to announce some uh, new dates for uh, MAGA Country Comedy. Uh, I got something else that I'm going to... 
talk about in terms of that and local stand-up and blah, blah, blah. It's all good. So, for the Liberty Gimlet and myself, go enjoy the rest of your week. God bless you.